0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. According to your time zone, I want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I want to appreciate every one of you that is always following the Freedom Streams program, all those that are following Freedom Experience Ministry, and those that have got our application new phone, those that visit our website, May that rich God bless you in the name of Jesus. Once again, this is uh, Pastor Dennis Matovu, all the way from Freedom Experience Ministry. I'm here to bring you this wonderful, wonderful program that we talk about in length concerning Christ as the new, te- uh, Christ's New Testament plan, Christ's New Testament economy. So, If you have been with us, you will see that we have gone. We started with God, the Father, and now we are proceeding with uh, God, the Son, which is Jesus Christ. And uh, here we are talking about all what Christ is and has become uh, to us in the name of Jesus. So, we have been talking about several um, aspects of Christ and recently we started our part B was about uh, Christ in the divine economy in the divine plan of God we saw Christ in his person in the first place as in the Godhead but we now proceeded to see Christ in the divine economy in the administrative arrangement of God concerning uh, even us we saw that he is God is anointed we also saw that he is the one having the preeminence in all things and went on to see that he's the head, in the center of all things. So today, our number four is going to be Christ, the one who fills all in all. Christ, the one who fills all in all. Now, here when we talk about Christ being the one who fills all in all, what we mean is that, according to Ephesians 1:23, you see the church, the church of Christ's body. Is the fullness of the one who fills all in all, this Christ? And we see that the body of Christ is His fullness. Here, the fullness of Christ issues from the enjoyment of the riches of Christ, and through the enjoyment of Christ's riches, we become His fullness to express Him. So, this is the fullness of Christ as the one who fills all. In all Christ who is the infinite god without limitation is so great that he fills all things and is in all things such a great Christ needs the church to be his full uh, his fullness and uh, for his expression for his complete expression so he needs church so it is in the transmission from the ascended Christ to the church, that the body of Christ is the fullness of the one who fills all in all. And because the Christ who fills all in all is in the transmission, then it means that the transmission connects us to the all feeding Christ. So he, he, we are connected to the all feeding Christ in this way the church becomes the fullness of the all feeling Christ praise the name of Jesus when we read Ephesians chapter 4 verses 10 it says that he who descended is the same who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might feel all things we see that first Christ descended from the heaven to earth in his incarnation and then He descended uh, farther from the earth to the Hades And that was in his death Now eventually he ascended from the Hades uh, to the earth Again in his resurrection And from the earth to heaven in his ascension Now through such a journey Christ cut the way So that he might feel all things Praise the name of the Lord. So, the thought in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 10 is so profound. Christ was in the heavens. And through incarnation, he he came down to earth as a man and lived on earth for 33 and a half years. Then he died on the cross. Then he descended again into the Hades. Then ascended and in resurrection from the Hades to earth again and then he ascended to the at heaven now by this by, by means of such a busy traffic of descending and ascending this is where he feels all things now christ is everywhere he's everywhere on the earth as well as in the heavens christ is everywhere he feels all things Glory to God. This is the Christ that is in us. Christ that is in everything. Because he is in all and he is all things. Praise the name of the Lord. Now our number fiftieth, the fifth aspect of Christ is that Christ is the first and the last. He is the first and the last. So Christ is the first and the last. And this we have the book of Revelation chapter 2. Verses eight that says that, and unto the angel of the church of Smyrna, he says, right This thing says the first and the last, which was dead, and is alive." When we read in Ephesians one, rather Revelation one seven, Bible, um, the Bible says in Revelation one, verse seventeen, verse seventeen, it says that. And when I saw him I fell at his feet as dead And he, said, he laid his right hand upon me Saying unto me fear not I am the first and I am the last last we have Revelation chapter 22 and verses 13 Whereby Jesus says that I am the Alpha and Omega The beginning and the end the first and the last so we see here that for Christ to be the first means that none is before him and for him to be the last means that none is after him so the Lord told the suffering church in Smyrna that he is the first and the last and this indicates that no matter how great were the sufferings through which they are Uh, rule which Christ passed those sufferings could not terminate or damage him so he was the first and eventually he was also the last in suffering in other words we cannot go to the extreme uh, of Jesus in our sufferings now in the suffering uh, in suffering the church needs to know it needs to know that Christ is the first and the last The ever existing, the unchanging one. Whatever the environment may be, he remains the same. Nothing can precede him and nothing can exist after him. All things are within the limit of his control. He is the first and he is the last. In everything you might think of, he is the first and he is in control. He is the last. When the Lord told the church in Simeuna That he was the first and the last He was indicating that the church should be victorious Not defeated by any kind of suffering Because he went through all sufferings He was the first and the last even in suffering So the church should pass through all suffering And come to the end Because the Lord who is the life of and the head of the church is the first and the last. This can be applied in all aspects of our life. matter what difficulty you find yourself, you will remember that Christ is the first and even the last in every area, in every environment, in every condition you find yourself in. You will encourage yourself that in everything Christ who fills all and is in all is the first and also the last. Glory to the Lord for this one. So we proceed to number six uh, Christ being the beginning and the end. You have seen in Revelation chapter 22, verse 13, he says that I am. He became three things. Number one is a uh, he says I am the Alpha and the Omega Number 2 I am the beginning and the end And number 3 I am the first And the last So we see here that Christ is not only the first And the last But also is the beginning and is the end Now this is for our Sexuality and our assurance Our confidence in Christ is on every side On every Extreme of your condition Or situation Christ is not only the first but also beginning, not only the last but also he is the end the first indicates that nothing is before him whereas the beginning means that he is the is the origination of all things all things originate from him he is the beginner he begins everything he is the initiator praise the name of Jesus so the last Indicates that none is after him. Whereas the end means that he is the consummation of all things. He is the conclusion. He is the, uh, in other words, he becomes the one that closes all things. And here we see that uh, not only is there nothing before or after the Lord Jesus, but also there is no regnation all consummation without Christ he is in the beginning he is in the end of everything praise the name of Jesus now this does not only apply to the greater picture but even also in your uh, miniature challenge or problem you find that uh, uh, when that thing you think that is going to consume you began Christ was already the beginning in the beginning when uh, and when it will end uh, your situation when it will end still Christ will be the conclusion the consummation in other words even that situation is within his control and his boundaries and for this you should bless the name of the Lord and encourage yourself so number 7 is that Christ is the Alpha and the Omega Still, we still get this in Revelation 22-13 in addition to being the first and the last the beginning and the end Christ is the alpha and the omega and here we may be troubled by these terms and think that they are repetitious as if they are repetition they are not a repetition when we say that at the beginning then the first again the alpha these are, uh, they appear to be the same and that the end the last and uh, the omega appear to be the same but this is not a matter of repetition, but of different aspects. Being the first does not necessarily mean that uh, one is the beginning. Being the first simply means that uh, one is the first, and uh, prior to uh, to that one, there was nothing. It was first. However, when we come to be to be the beginning, does not mean only. Uh, that one is the first but also one has begun something. It's not only the first, it is the beginner. He has begun. What then is the difference between the alpha and the omega? Or the alpha and the beginning because we are now seeing uh, the beginning, the alpha again the first. Now there is a certain thing uh, that we may be uh, certain thing may be may be the beginning but it may have neither the content nor the continuation of what is begun. For Christ to be the Alpha and the Omega means that he is the complete content of and is going to be also the continuation. In him is all the content. is Letter A and his letter Z. So as the alpha and the omega, the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet, Christ is also every other letters in the alphabet. Meaning that if he begins as the A, then it's going to be the B, the C, the D, the E, up to the Z. It's going to continue whatever he began. It's going to be in whatever is going on is now is not only the alpha he continues up to the omega he continues up to throughout all the letters that make the english alphabet praise the name of jesus and this means that he is other letters in the alphabet this means that christ is the content and the continuation of god's operation for he is not only the beginning and the ending but also the Alpha and the Omega. He is in every uh, part, in every age, in every step until the conclusion. Praise the name Jesus. So, in order for Christ to be the beginning and the ending, it was also necessary for him to take a certain, to take certain actions for him to be in the beginning and the ending. Christ is not only the first, but also the beginning beginning of God is plan. The beginning of God is economy. And God is operation. Christ is the beginning. God is operation began with Christ. It began with Christ and it will end with Christ. So we see that actually in the divine economy, the plan of God, Christ is all inclusive. These are the things that make him to be all inclusive. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the ending of God's operation and is the content and the continuation of whatever God is doing even today. So because the Greek letter letters from alpha to omega they comprise all the letters of the Greek alphabet. We may say even us that in God's plan in God's economy Christ is every letter the composing of words sentences paragraphs chapters and even books you see if you are composing these you need letters and christ is not only the alpha and the omega is other letters that to compose your story in in this element for composing the story of your life he's composing the story of my life so he is every word i need is every sentence i need he has become my paragraph is in my chapter is my book he is comprising whatever I can write myself in other words your story has got and is composed of letters if you begin to write your story just know that Christ is in everything as the alpha it is going to be uh, the omega and again is the one that continues is the content of the words you are using what is it that you can speak of that is not having letters that compose it Christ has become these letters to compose a story of your life. To compose a story, praise the name of the Lord. So this is so wonderful. For the very Lord whom we serve is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first letter and the last letter, and also he is all the letters in between. What is it that is troubling you? It has got a. It is a word that has got a name. Which is made of letters, and Christ is content. In other words, nothing can consume you when Christ is not aware. So, this means that He is able to accomplish everything in the divine plan of God, in the divine economy. He's able to accomplish what He began in you. Christ is the all inclusive one, the one who is the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega through him we enjoy the dispensing of the triune God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Now we will proceed to number 8 which is Christ is the portion of the saints. He is the portion of the saints. Glory to God. Colossians 1.12 says giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you for a share for the portion of the saints in the light. Now here the portion of the saints here is the all-inclusive Christ for our enjoyment. Each one of us has received a portion to enjoy concerning this Christ. So the Father has qualified us not to inherit some heavenly mansion as people normally say but he has qualified you and me to have a share in Christ as the all inclusive portion of the saints you have a portion of Christ to enjoy I have a portion of Christ to enjoy we should rise up on a daily basis and we take advantage of that which is given to us as our inheritance so we can boldly declare that Christ is now our all inclusive portion that has got all things when we read the book of uh, Psalms, chapter sixteen, verses five to six, you see that the psalmist has had got a, such a vision. Thereby says that the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and my cup. Says you maintain my Lord. Comes to verse sixteen and say verse six says the lions are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yes have a goodly heritage. Praise the name of Jesus. So Christ has become such a portion to inherit in our heritage. The lines are falling unto us in pleasant places. Everywhere you see Christ is for you to enjoy because lines are falling unto you in pleasant places. So the Greek quadrant portion in, in Colossians 1.12 may also be translated allotment. Allotment, uh, here we see that the Greek word here corresponds to the Hebrew word used for allotment of the good land in the Old Testament. So, after the children of Israel entered into the land of Canaan, land became their lot, their portion. And each of the tribe was given an allotment, a portion of the land. Of course, we see that our portion or allotment today is not a physical land. Like that one in Palestine, Israel, this the all-inclusive Christ. us, we possess a person called Christ, and all his inclusiveness. So, the good land flowing with milk and honey is an all-inclusive type of Christ. As our good land, Christ is our portion. Christ is the portion of the saints. We each one of us has got an allotment, a portion. An inheritance—you have a part in Christ to enjoy and even to share. So, how we must th- thank even God the Father for giving us Christ as our divine allotment. We are not going to inherit mansions and what outside Christ. Everything is that we are going to inherit as a portion is Christ. For so each of the tribes, we see that they had an allotment of the good land the members of each tribe had a share of the allotment if they say that Judah is taking this portion of land then each each of the members of that tribe received a, a piece of land for his family so in the same principle we, we have a share of the portion of the saints and this means that we all have a share in Christ as an all inclusive one for our enjoyment Christ is more than enough He's going to break himself in pieces, just like you see the bread that he made in John 6. And we are going all to be satisfied and even there will be portions and particles left because Christ is more than enough. Each one of us, you have received a portion for yourself and for your family. So God's promise to Abraham was with respect to the good land is for a great meaning, for a great significance. Remember I told Abraham in Genesis 12 verses 1 whereby he visits him and tells him that I'm going to bless you. Leave this land, go to the land I will show you. So when Paul was writing the episode to the Colossians and was speaking of the portion of the saints, in no doubt had in mind the picture of the allotment of the good land the children of Israel in the Old Testament. This is why Paul used the word portion with the Old Testament uh, when we look into the Old Testament record concerning the land as the background because in the Old Testament all that Israel was to possess was the land. So God gave his chosen people in the Old Testament, the children of Israel the good land for their inheritance and enjoyment. So He delivered them from Egypt for them during their move in the desert, uh, 40 years to bring them into their portion, their inheritance, so that they may enter in, possess, and even enjoy. So the land meant everything to them. What about us today? The Christ is our portion, our allotment, our everything, just as the land was all things to the children of Israel. The land provided whatever the children of Israel needed. They needed milk, honey, talk about water, cattle, grain, minerals. The land was all-inclusive to them. Now, this is why Paul, in writing to the Colossians, he employs the same word, the same concept of the all-inclusive land to help us to see that today, Christ alone is our all-inclusive Portion. Now, as our portion, Christ includes all the other aspects of His person that we we have seen already in the divine economy. So, God is an um, as God is anointed, we see that the one having the preeminence, God is anointed, the one that has the preeminence in all things. He is the head and the center of all things, uh, the one who fills all in all, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega these are all in this portion such a Christ is our portion who has got all this we are to enjoy him all the aspects of Christ in the divine economy are meaningful and they are applicable in our daily life we can apply them day by day for us to enjoy and to experience Christ. So all the aspects of Christ. In the divine economy. They are so applicable today. In your life. And they should all. Uh, all should become our subjective experience. And our enjoyment. And this is why we emphasize. Experiencing Christ. We are to enjoy him as our portion. And on a daily basis. We apply. This all aspects of Christ. Into our day to day life You see that he can meet everything Concerning us Praise the name Jesus So number 9 is Christ is The glory of Israel Christ is the glory of Israel And here we see that In God's economy Christ is not only the portion of the saints He is also the glory of Israel God is chosen people when you look in the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 32 you see that it is mentioning him being the glory of Israel and when he was presented to, uh, to God as a child in the temple at Jerusalem we see that the old righteous and devout man Simeon under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit extolled him not only as the light of the Gentiles but also as the glory of God's people Israel Now in the Old Testament The Lord uh, God considered Himself the glory of Israel When you read Jeremiah Chapter 2 verse 11 But in his incarnation He was extolled by a spirit Inspired man Simeon as the glory of Israel And this indicates that uh, The newborn Christ as the very Lord God should have Been recognized And honored as God Expressed among them uh, to be their glory. And lastly, today is Christ being the consolation of Israel. Christ is the consolation of Israel. So when we go back to read Luke chapter 2, verses uh verses 25, it tells us that the old righteous man, this devout man Simeon, was looking for the consolation of Israel. He prayed about it. Christ is not only the glory of Israel outwardly, but is also the consolation of Israel inwardly. The same applies to today. Outward Christ might, might appear as your glory, but inwardly he is your consolation. When you are passing through hard times, difficult times, pain, Christ is the consolation. Without him, even God's chosen people do not have the outward glory or the inward consolation. Uh, this Christ, the incarnated one, is both their glory that uplifts them and their consolation that comforts them. Same applies to us. He is our glory that uplifts us and is our consolation that comforts us. And this is all under God's divine economy and his arrangement. We bless God for such a wonderful, wonderful revelation in the Bible. I will stop here. This is Pastor Dennis. Freedom Experience Ministry In case you want to follow us Get our application Freedom Experience app Also visit FreedomExperienceMinistry.org Now with these platforms You can even donate your seed To support this work God bless you